three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're all having a great start to your week. I've got a review here for uh, this movie called Dream Horse, which I will be honest, I had no idea what this movie was about, but uh, I got sent a screener for it, so I went, yeah, sure. Well, let's see what this is about. But... Yeah, I really went to this movie cold, hadn't looked up, hadn't seen a trailer. I was like, oh, I'm assuming it's about, you know, a horse. So that that gives me some context. But the movie is directed by uh, Eros Lynn. Uh, if you're not familiar with that with that name, uh, you probably should be. He's directed several episodes of Doctor Who from uh, 05 to 06 and in, in 08. He directed several episodes of Torchwood, which... I love Torchwood. It's funny. I've won't, I haven't even gotten through uh, the Eccleston run on Doctor Who. I just I need I just need to sit down and watch it. Haven't gotten through it yet. But uh, but yeah, he did tor- uh, directed some episodes of Torchwood, directed some episodes of Sherlock, and has directed episodes of His Dark Materials. Which if you haven't watched it, highly recommend you do. Damn good show. And then the writer Neil McKay has really done. Uh, nothing really of note, just kind of some a uh, bunch of random stuff throughout the years. This, of course, stars Tony Collette, who plays uh, Jan, who Tony Collette, I, I really don't think we talk enough about how amazing of an actress she is. I, I, I just love her so much, uh, whether it's, you know, in something like Hereditary or something like I'm Thinking of Ending Things or you know, even uh, something like Tammy, where she's one of the few good things about that terrible fucking movie. Uh, I don't think enough people have seen The Way, Way Back. You should definitely watch The Way, Way Back if you have not seen that. But she's absolutely incredible. Damian Lewis, we know him from uh, several things. I think the thing that most people are familiar with him about right now is Billions, which I have watched some of Billions. Billions is a pretty badass show. Uh, you probably also know him as playing Steve McQueen in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, he was in uh, Romeo and Juliet in 2013, Your Highness. He's been around the block. And Owen Teal, who plays uh, Jan's husband, I he always he has one of those faces where I go, I know I've seen you and stuff, and it was, but and yet I can't think of anything like I'm going through his filmography and nothing is jumping out to me. Oh, he was well. He was in some. He was in a uh, Game of Thrones. He was Alistair Thorne. So there you go. That makes sense. But, um, but this movie really simple plot. So this movie is about this the small town, and I want to say they're in the they're definitely in the UK. So Jan is really struggling. Her and her husband. Uh, she works at this kind of like the CVS type store, and basically goes ahead and is able to convince. Her neighbors in this town to go ahead and ship in uh, their very meager earnings to go ahead and help raise this horse that she really just gets this inspiration because uh, Howard walks in Damien Lewis's character and he is this former you know this is very 
not well off, but he runs in high higher end circles. And so she goes ahead and kind of talks to him and basically gets inspired to go ahead and buy a racehorse and goes ahead and really goes ahead and is really convincing the family that or the, her neighbors that, hey, this horse could potentially be something. And one thing that I really do appreciate about this movie is that unlike something like Secretariat, uh, the Disney film, uh, not the Bojack Horseman version, but what I appreciate about this movie is that you really feel like Jan is doing the work. Her and Brian are clearly just in a headspace where they're, they've gotten comfortable with each other, but not even comfortable. Brian is just kind of like, hey, wife, I love you, but I'm going to be this very quiet and read my paper and not really tell you that I love you. Like, he just, he's gone through, he's gone through his own shit that I won't really get into here because I do want to leave some of this to be, you know, for you to discover for yourself. But it's, it's really interesting because she it's very grassroots as far as how she goes ahead and convinces her neighbors. She does the classic, oh, hey, you know, meeting about, I'm, it, it's more tickled than this, but, you know, meeting about buying horse tonight at eight o'clock. You know, she's, it's, she's handing out flyers about this shit to everyone in town. She really is doing everything she can to go ahead and really inspire people to go ahead and take this chance. And, the movie, and I mean this respectfully, it is tropey, tropey, tropey. There's even that point where she throws the meeting and no one's shown up and everyone's kind of standing around or she's standing around in this room. And then, you know, oh, one person shows up and oh, then another person shows up. And, you know, then all of a sudden there's enough people there to warrant the meeting existing. Like, you know, it, it's got those cliches. But and maybe it's because we're just we're slowly coming out of COVID. Maybe I'm just getting more emotional in my in my uh, my old years, but I will say the thing that really caught me off guard about this was this fucking horse. This horse really just had me caring. There's a point where the horse, of course, gets hurt, and I was I sent my partner a snap, and I was sitting there going, "Oh my god, this horse is in trouble." I mean, obviously, am I going out on a limb? Or spoiling anything by saying this horse is going to be fucking fine. No, because you know the horse is going to be fine. There's no, there's no curveball in that sense. But and I, and it's so funny. I actually had this discussion with my roommate the other day about wrestling. Uh, stick with me here. He was making this this uh, distinction or making this point that you know this match, uh, this match for uh, AEW that we were watching, that it wasn't a good match because the ending was predictable. And that is something that, you know, six six years into doing the podcast here, that I really wish that people kind of get out of that mindset. Just because something's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. You don't always have to have a twist for the sake of having a twist. Sometimes it really is, as cliche as it is, about the journey. And the journey in this film, I really appreciated. And I went, wow. Uh, there's, there's this town drunk played by Carl Johnson, uh, Kirby, who, you know, of course he's, you know, he's always drinking and like, you know, he's doing crazy stuff like walking around with no pants, uh, <laughs> you know, doing stuff like that. But, you know, he does find meaning in his life by going ahead and, you know, drinking less by putting money away to go ahead and put towards a uh, dream alliance is the name uh, is the name of the horse that they land on and the reasoning behind that I actually went oh okay this is 
this is actually working. But, you know, you get to see the horse from its from its infancy. You know, there's even the point where where uh, Jane is going ahead and feeding Dream Alliance out of a bottle, which I thought was fucking adorable and didn't make me cry at all. Um, it there are just some points later on as the film gets going that I really went okay this this really works for me there is a scene between Damien Lewis uh, his Howard and a uh, Joanna Page who plays his wife Angela and they how do I put this there is this point where you find out something about Howard as far as how while he knows a lot of elite people where he kind of fell out of favor and I, and I'll kind of leave that at that and there's this point where her, uh, where him and Angela have this pretty intense discussion. It's very much one of those conversations you would have with a partner. She basically lays out that, you know, if this thing happens again, there's no way we can survive it. And I really went, okay, I, I really appreciate how this is really kind of breaking down and how tense this scene is. There's a scene where Jan damn near... Uh, castrates Brian and just tells him that he doesn't have any fight anymore and why can't he fight like uh, Dream Alliance does and that was something as a dude I went god damn that's 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 harsh but he has a scene and I'll be real everyone Owen Teal the one scene take away anything else if you want but there's a scene where he talks about Dream Alliance being a fighter and how she needs to trust Dream Alliance. And I just went, son of a bitch, that that made me cry. And I'm sitting here in my office chair watching this on my computer and I'm cheering for this fucking horse. Like I was really going, go Dream Alliance, go again. Is there any doubt that the horse will be fine in the end like this? Uh, you know, come on, g give me a fucking break. But the way that this whole film is really staged, even the very last race that Dream Alliance runs, you know, her, her, uh, her day job, you know, at the, you know, kind of CVS type store, they even set up TVs in the, in the store so that the employees can watch the race. And so there are people in the town who stop in to watch the race along with everybody. And I just went, wow, okay, that is, that is really cool. And there's a scene, I think I already mentioned it, but there's this point where Dream Alliance gets, gets hurt. And they're so they go ahead and break down how how intense this is, because when Dream Alliance gets hurt, they go ahead. Uh, the um, the people who run his uh, not his uh, uh, where they uh, the stables where they keep him. If the surgery doesn't go well, they're out one hundred twenty thousand pounds, like flat out, just out. 120,000 pounds, which roughly translates to about 169,000 American, which, holy fucking crap, that would have, like, I don't know if I would have gambled on a horse like that, but the movie does a great job of letting you know that these stakes are incredibly high, and for a woman who's, you know, grassrooted this and gotten everyone inspired around her to chip in for this horse, then you have the whole discussion of, well, this isn't just your money. This is our money. So, you know, who are you to go ahead and make this decision for us? And that whole scene, that whole scene is so, so beautifully done as far as tension. I just went, wow. And 
again, her husband has this moment where he snaps on everyone and yells, everyone be quiet and listen to Jan. And I don't want to tell uh, tell y'all where that pops in. But when it does pop in, I went, oh, shit. Okay, he's really commanding the room. He's fighting like Jan was accusing him of not being able to do anymore. And really, all right, I'm not going to actually talk about the last race because I'm going to cry if I, <laughs> if I talk about it. Um, ah, damn it. Anyways, uh, all right, we're going to get to the end of this. But it's one of those movies that, I'll end up buying it. I, I don't, I, I know you can rent it. I think you can buy it right now, but it's one of those things that I went, wow, I really appreciate the hell out of how this movie goes ahead. And, oh, pardon me. God, why? See, this horse is making me cry again. I haven't even seen the movie in like, like a month, but this movie is so well done. And again, it really just points to, uh, why Tony Collette is Tony Collette, and the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, this is something I think will make people feel inspired. It's one of those feel-good movies that, as we come out of COVID, that we just really need right now. It's one of those things that you can watch. There is some tension, some really well-done tension. The dialogue here, I think, is genuinely fantastic. Um, there is a scene, and the last thing I'll say about it, there's a scene with uh, Jan and her parents. And you think they're pieces of shit. And they kind of are. But where the film kind of does a 180 with them near the end, I went, wow, that is incredibly powerful. And again, it really felt like Neil McKay went out of his way to go, yeah, I'm going to make sure this just hits on all cylinders. And for this being a PG film, this could have really gotten hokey and, and campy really easily, and it never really does. It's definitely cheesy at points, but you just find yourself rooting for this community. Uh, there's This would be a great companion piece with this movie called uh, uh, Fisherman's Friends, which if you haven't heard of that, highly recommend you look up the trailer. But my God, what a genuine surprise. This might end up on my top 10 list for the year. Uh, this is a uh, rated PG, so you can watch this. Uh, I, you could watch this, I think, with uh, you know your slightly older kids, maybe tw uh, twelve and up, and go, yeah, yeah, I have fun with this. Um, especially if you're a farmer or someone who wants to get into, uh, you know, or likes horses, wants to get into horse, you know, horseback or horseback riding or anything like that. I would say this is something I think you'll be actually interested in. Which, again. When I got the screener, I really didn't know what I was getting. So I'm going to give who, what do I want to give this? I'm going to give the, you know, what actually I wept. So, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to give this a fan fucking tastic. Uh, yeah, you can, you can buy this. Uh, you can buy it right now for, for, uh, oh, so it's one of those, uh, like in theater, uh, home releases right now. So it's 25 bucks to rent. Uh, or to buy, pardon me, it's 20 bucks to rent. You might as well just buy it. And honestly, it's worth 25 bucks. I might just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray uh, or 4K so I can get a actual physical copy because I, you know, I'm that person. I like physical media. But yeah, this is well worth something that you should watch. And again, it's something I think most people will really enjoy. Um, yeah, go figure. Did not expect this to be as great as it was, but here we are. But uh, Dream Horse, everyone, have you seen it? What did you think of it? Let us know in the comments. 
you can go ahead and like our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple, as well as Real Pineapple Games. Uh, I'm going to be hopping on Twitch at some point. I don't know when, but I will let you all know when I do. Go ahead and like the page so you can stay up to date on that. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher and iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp, to name some spots, at The Real Pineapple. And don't forget to like, uh, follow yours truly on the Twitter, at JHunterRealPineapple. And you can follow Scott on Twitter, at First. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to have reviews up this week for uh, most of the Fast and Furious films leading up to Furious 7, uh, which I'm really excited to sit down and review some of those. Going to have some uh, some thoughts as well on uh, Fast, uh, sorry, I guess Fast 9, Fast and Furious 9. We'll have a review up for that here soon as well. Finally going to get a review done here for the first uh, uh, season one and season two of Harley Quinn uh, coming up here. I'm really excited to sit down and talk about that. Uh, as well as Black Widow here soon. Uh, that's going to be out in a couple weeks. As well as uh, Luca, uh, the new Disney Pixar movie. So I'll have reviews up for all of those here soon. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Wear a mask. Get your COVID shot. For fuck's sake, please go get your COVID shot. And thank you again for listening. And we'll talk to you soon.